Call to the booth. Aki Tlaib here, pick six series. We got the RBs up today. If you run for 2,000 yards two seasons in a row, you better be number one, Derrick Henry. Also, college players getting paid. It's about time, baby. Call to the booth. Paul, drop that beat. Harrison Sanford, a key to lead. You got to stick around to find out if Zeke Elliott made the top six in the keeps running back rankings in our pick six series. But before we do that, let's pull out the Brinks truck. Don't want to beep, 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 beep. Just back it all up. College athletes finally getting paid across all sports. Seen a lot of contracts being signed over the past weekend. Akeem, I know you're happy, but you're also like, I know you wish you could turn back time a little bit and cash out on some checks that you're probably old. Nah, I, I ain't tripping on myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm happy that my nephews and my kids, they get to get down in it, you know what I'm saying? Because they deserve it, man. You you really a professional in your own right when you're a college football player, man. That's one of the most hectic schedules that you will ever have, right? So they need to get paid, man. They need to get paid. It ain't going to be fair. It's going to be equal. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it's going to be fair, but it, ain't, it might not be equal, but, you know, some some to get them bag bags, some to get them little bags. Everybody going to get a bag, though. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how it all plays out across all sports. I think one one of the positives outside of players being able to uh, make money off their likeness is that some players would be more inclined to stay in school now uh, because right. they are getting paid to stay in school. But I think the one thing that does concern me, Akib, is that I don't know what, as a matter of fact, let me just ask you, if X company said, oh, Akib is doing his thing at Kansas, I'm throwing 50 racks at him. Are you right. making wise decisions as a 20-year-old, 19-year-old with those 50 racks while you're in college? Well, I mean, I think eventually you're going to have to cross that bridge regardless. You know what I'm saying? If you if you become a, a, a bagger at the grocery store, right, it's going to be a time where you get a $400 check. Are you going to be wise and make wise decisions with that $400 check? So I, eventually... Once you're a grown man, you're going to get a check one day and you're going to have to make wise decisions. So some guys is, some guys not. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, some guys going to learn a lot from handling, handling their money in college. Now, by the time you get to the NFL, maybe they'll be a lot better. Maybe it's a lot less guys fucking off their cash in the NFL. I like that viewpoint. Uh, so now looking at college athletes, particularly college running backs, it feels as if those are the that's one of the positions that should get paid out in this new name, image, and likeness era that we're having in the NCAA. And college running backs have been going through a lot in terms of the bot of the wear and tear that they put in their bodies to propel these college football programs, to propel these universities all around the country uh, to prominence. Uh, one of those guys. Uh, who stayed at four years, was Melvin Gordon from the Denver Broncos. He was at Wisconsin. Um, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but if, if for our audience, uh, Melvin Gordon's mother was at a recent camp that Melvin was hosting, and he wasn't too, and she wasn't too complimentary about his speed. What did you tell him? Because the second half of the season... No, I told him, you need you look slow. You need to work on that in the offseason. When you come out of that hole, you're looking a little slow. So, and you know, a little footwork and whatnot, but either myself or his dad might say something to him, you know, but we let him know we, you know, he had a good game regardless. But uh, he likes that, though, that critiquing. So, we do it. 
your mama gonna be honest with you, man. You know what I'm saying? So she been watching him all, all his entire career. She done seen every level. So maybe she being honest with him, man. You you looking slow right now. He he older, running back. He more seasoned in the league right now. So he's not supposed to be as fast as he was when he when he first came in the league. So no, she's probably being honest with him. What do you take of that Denver Broncos uh, running back depth between him and Javante Williams there now? What do you predict for them in this upcoming season? Because obviously they will be important to Drew Locke and the rest of that offense. They got a good line, too. They got a great line. Uh, I think they could have something going in that, in that backfield, man. One-two punch, uh, young, hungry guy, seasoned vet who know how to get the job done. The Broncos, it's all going to come down to that quarterback, man. You can have the best running, running game in the league. Guys going to put eight guys in the box, and they're going to stop it. Is the quarterback going to be able to make enough plays for the win games, man? So I don't worry about the – Broncos run game. I don't worry about their defense. I just worry about that quarterback play. For sure. Uh, before we uh, let's we might as well get into our running back rankings now. Looking at the top six NFL running backs according to Akeem Talib. And before we get to them, though, this is pretty tough because, as you just alluded to, you need a good offensive line first and foremost yeah. to be successful. Um, what else did you really use to qualify and, and make these rankings? What made it difficult, enjoyable process? Can you take us behind your decision-making? Man, I kind of just went on, on production, man. With running backs, it's, it's, it's a production league, right? What have you done for me lately? I'm saying I try not to, to downgrade guys when they, they miss the whole season. I kind of just, you know, injuries happen. What you did for me lately. When you was on the field, what were you doing, right? So that's kind of how I did the ranking. And then one more question before we do that. Uh, obviously, these guys that you're about to name are spectacular. But if you were a GM, would you prefer to have one of these bell cow 28 carries guys a game? Or would you mm -hmm. like what, you know, you kind of saw in New England, where it's more of a committee, that there was options for different parts of the field? Right. Give me a dog, man. I'm going to take the dog. I'm going to take him when he's healthy. If that's 12 games in the playoffs, I'll take that. If that's... Eight games in, in the playoffs, I'll take that. As long as he's there when I need him, it's my job to, to keep him good enough to be there when I need him, right? So I'm going to take the one dog, baby. I'm going to take the bell cow any day. Okay, fair enough. All right, with that being said, one of the he was a bell cow last year for, oh, well, two years ago for the New York Giants, and uh, now he has uh, some backup there this upcoming season uh, with Devontae Booker coming in from the Las Vegas Raiders as his backup running back. We should all expect a good season from Saquon Barkley and he comes at in at number six. Why'd you put him there? Saquon come in at number six, man. He came in the league going crazy, man. He All he know is 1,000 yards since he's been in the league. Uh, injured last year. I think just from you didn't play last year, I think that's probably the only reason he is at number six. Probably could have been a little bit lower on the list, but you miss a season, man. That's that's how you get hit on, on your missed season. You might just be a little bit later in the rankings because – we ain't seen you on the field, so we're going to go off what we've what we seen lately. When you look at that Giants offense, Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, uh, the offensive line is still improving, not necessarily there yet, and Daniel Jones pretty much an improved type of season. What do you expect from Saquon Barkley if, if he comes back to full health? I expect Saquon, man, 12, 1,400 yards, handful of tubs, man, a couple catches out the backfield. I expect him to be Saquon Barkley, so – they got that. They got some big name receivers, man. My my dog Tony from Florida, add him as well. So 
they're going to make you work. They're going to make them linebackers and them safeties get involved in that pass game, man. So it should open up some stuff for Saquon this season. Saquon was a, a lot of fun to watch uh, in, in that uh, two, season two years ago. Definitely. Dude is just brolic, but he also had breakout speed ability. Is really one of the most exciting players in the NFL, uh, especially in that backfield there for the New York Giants. All right, we're going to go to number five now. And who you got there? Christian McCaffrey. And I, I, I played against Christian McCaffrey, right? So I kind of seen the hype, right, Harrison? But then we played against him for the Rams. We went to Carolina. We played against him, right? And the whole operation went through Christian McCaffrey from the passes to the protections to the runs, man. The whole operation went through him, and he handled every single minute of it, man. So one of the toughest backs, one of the most talented backs out of all these guys, and again, he didn't really play last year. His production was down last year, in and out the lineup, more out of the lineup than in it. But that's probably why he number five. He could have easily been number two, not one, but easily could have been number two, man. But you miss a little bit of time, get a little bit further back on the list, but super talented player. When we did our uh, wide receiver rankings, we talked about DeAndre Hopkins, and I pointed out uh, how he's led the NFL in targets. He gets so many of them, and you didn't, you didn't shy away from the fact that you didn't mind that because they passed the ball so much. But I bring this question to Christian McCaffrey now. He is so much of that offense when he was healthy. Does that, if you were Akib the head coach or Akib the general manager, owner of the team, would you try to say, hey, let's give him 10% less of what we were doing with this offense, 70% less just because, or whatever how much it would be, just because if he's the face of your franchise, it, it felt as if there was almost too much to expect him to be healthy for however long they signed. I know he's, he was the highest paid running back when they signed right. that, that extension. That's a lot of money that you're putting to work uh, on, on every down basis. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's a fine line right there, man. You, you don't want to overwork the, your prize possession, but at the same time, you my, you my prize possession. I'm paying you like this because of your work, right? It's it's a fine line. So you just got to find it, man. The players got to be honest. You know what I'm saying? Players just got to be honest about how they feeling. And, and guys who not the face of the franchise got to step up and make plays to make the coordinators feel comfortable that they can go to somebody else, man. So it's a, it's a that's why football is unique, man. It's the most team-oriented sport in the world. It take everybody, man. So... Would you so now I'm going to go to uh, another running back who's almost a similar build in terms of their ability to catch the ball and run the ball. Last year you had a career high 932 rushing yards last season. At number four you got Alvin Kamara. Why'd you put him there? And so a lot of people would say, you know, when it comes to fantasy football, he's usually the first guy off the board because of that dual ability. Yeah. But he only gets to four here. Why? Uh, just because, man, you know his, his rushing yards be down, but. What he lacking rushing yards, he pick it up in passing yards, man. Touchdowns be crazy. It's some good backs. Simple as that, man. It's 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 good backs in the league. And, you know, we're talking about running backs, so I'm going to talk about running the ball first and foremost. And, you know, his, his yards be there, but, you know, it's guys who be getting 1,500, 2,000, 1,600. So, you know, them the names we're going to get into, and then you'll see why Kamara is fourth, man, just because the running yards be down a little bit, man. But the production is always there. One of the most talented guys, again. Okay, so that's like the running back rankings. But then there's also you know, a lot of people who listen to the show are into fantasy football. If you yeah. 
would you take, especially considering the fact that Drew Brees is not there anymore, too, would you right. take Alvin Kamara or Christian McCaffrey in that number one slot versus who you have coming up after? Or even would you, would you take those dual threat kind of not necessarily guaranteed to get a certain amount of rushes guys in that first, in your first fantasy football pick? I don't know, man. If I'm going RB, I think I'm a, I'm a, I'm a go with like a Derrick Henry. If I got the first pick of the draft and I, I got to go RB, I'm gonna go with there. I know he going to get this many carries. He going, he going to have an opportunity to score a bunch of touchdowns, man. It's, it's kind of a toss up, man. It's, I don't think you could go wrong. You pick Christian McCaffrey, Kamara, uh, uh, Henry, man, you're gonna you're gonna have a productive running back in your starting lineup. So it, it's it's kind of a toss up, man. You you you're gonna be happy in most weeks. Couple weeks you're gonna be mad at them guys, man. It's gonna be the same with all of them. Man, I tell you, when I do fantasy football, I never want to be the first pick because it only feels like you could potentially go. I almost want to be like, all right, well, I guess he's the only he's one of the top running backs it was, left. It was meant to be, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I must was when meant you, to draft this guy. <laughs> yeah, when you have all the options in front of you, like. Well, this yeah, guy got injured. <laughs> yeah, this guy. Well, this guy got a subpar quarterback. Well, this guy got this. This guy's offensive. You start thinking too much when you got the first pick. Or rather, just be locked into somebody and have almost no choice, which usually ends up still right. being a great choice. Yo, yo, this Keenan Allen. This is Jared Goff. Devin McCourty here alongside my guy, Jason McCourty on the other side. Yo, this is Tyron Matthew. And you know I had to make the call to the booth. You know how to make that call to the booth for my guy, Key to Lee. All right, at number three, and this guy was number three in half PPR last year in fantasy football. Uh, he really took storm last year more than ever. Uh, Dalvin Cook, why'd you have him there? Crazy production, man. Last two seasons, he he going crazy, man. So you see, if he number three in uh in fantasy, that means the the production is there. I think he had sixteen hundred bunch of tubs last year. Maybe the year before that, fourteen hundred. Man, he year after year, if you putting up numbers like that. You in my top three, man. So, and I just love how he run the ball, man. His style of running is up, one foot in the ground, cut quick, strong, man, tough runner. My son like watching him all the time too. I be like, bro, you you run like Dalvin Cook, boy. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm saying that that might have had something to do to it too. My son run like him. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, all right. And at number two, uh, a guy, another guy who really is climbing up the rankings last year with the emphasis more on the running game in Cleveland, he really got to shine. Nick Chubb, why'd you have him at yeah. number two? Man, he, he really on, he really on Derrick Henry heels, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He really on his heels because he almost unstoppable, man. Big games where you know Cleveland is running the ball. Odell not in the game, eight in the box. He's still breaking the first tackle every time, just like Derrick Henry do. And he, and he putting together a, Great seasons, his last couple of seasons. He's putting together great seasons, so definitely number two. I had him on my fantasy football team last year, and I think the thing that was surprising to me, maybe not too, because obviously you know more, um, there were some times where uh, Baker Mayfield would check the ball down. Obviously, Kareem Hunt is more of the pass catcher out of that backfield, right. but there were times where Nick Chubb would also catch the ball as well, and he would make some moves, stiff arming guys in the open field and, and, yeah. and taking long distance uh, running or uh, catching possessions. Uh, really caught me by surprise, and, and I think Cleveland Browns fans are very excited about the duality of what he brings to the field as well. Exactly, exactly. And I just like him in big game situations, man. You look at some of Cleveland big game situations, Chubb involved at the end of the game. It's not like we just going to start passing because it's close. Nah, they still get a ball to Chubb, screens, check downs, like you said. He involved in big games, and he make big plays in big games. So I, 
that's that's the main thing that I like about Chubb. Yeah, for sure. He's definitely, and I'm sure Baker Mayfield is happy to have him uh, in his backfield. All right, at number one, I guess we all know who it is, so we haven't said the name yet. Go hey, ahead and tell me about King, he- gotta, King Henry. Gotta be Derrick Henry, man. He getting the ball more than any other back in the league, and he getting it for a reason, man, because he, he like an old lineman toting the rock. You can't tackle him. If he get in front of you, he like a, real, a regular running back. You can't catch him. Man, size and speed together, he 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 the total package right now, man. And and guys don't want to tackle him. You see that first guy, he he break more t- first tackles than probably anybody, him and Chubb. But man, it's if I got the number one pick in fantasy for real, I'm probably gonna get this guy just because I know he's gonna get 300 carries, all the red zone carries, and he's gonna be productive with that many totes. Yeah, and, and I think Ryan Tannehill really uh got to elevate his game because of Derrick Henry. All of a sudden, Ryan Tannehill last year was doing a lot of RPOs because you were scared of Derrick Henry in that goal line. Ryan Tannehill walked into the end zone so many times untouched because Derrick Henry is such a threat. Um, But I do wonder, Akeem, with the addition now of Julio Jones, do you, would you like to see a lesser usage now of Derrick Henry? Or do you want to, are you still run first, make them put people in the box and then throw the ball? How do you, how would you approach uh, if you were Mike Vrabel? You got to be run first, man. That's that's what that O-line and Derrick Henry, that's what that team is. That's what that team's identity is, right? So when we're preparing for this team, we're not preparing for passes. We're preparing how what, – what can we get in to stop this run and to be okay against the pass? You know what I'm saying? That's 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 how you're going to prepare for them. So you got teams preparing for you like that right now. You, you create one-on-one. Derrick Henry create one-on-ones with tight ends and receivers. So – now you just got Julio out there with one-on-ones now. So, man, it, it, you keep it the same. Don't change shit. Keep it the same. Let Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry show. Let it continue to be his show. Julio going to eat, though. There it goes. Uh, and so I, I must say, so as somebody in the media, and you're in the media now, it's more than okay to have your biases, right? As long as you can still right. call it fair. So you had Dak Prescott in your top six uh, for quarterbacks. Some people were like, nah, I don't know. But you feel that way, so you said it. Exactly. But you didn't put him. But you didn't put Amari Cooper in the top six wide receivers. You, you kept it a buck. He was now, cold, though. He nice. Yeah, there you go. For sure, for sure. Uh, but I would say it did catch me off guard to not see Ezekiel Elliott in this top six. Um, yeah, what did you went, see? Go ahead. I went, I went back and forth, man. Zeke and, and Saquon for that for that six spot. Uh, I mean, I wasn't gonna put him in over Christian McCaffrey. I wasn't gonna put him over Kamara, Chubb, or Derrick Henry. So I mean, it's only six spots, man. That's that's the hard part, man. So I don't know. I I, I just went with the youth. You know what I'm saying? I went with the youth, and his production was down a little bit last year too. So uh, uh, Zeke, his production was down a little bit, not much. I don't think he had a thousand though. I don't think he had ten tubs neither. I mean, we could check on that. Check on that, Paul. Let me know. But you know, if your production down a little bit, you you slide a little bit. It's a what have you done for me lately, league? So. The Zeke who came in the league year one, two, three, probably don't got nothing to do with this list right here, man. It's just, you know, where you at in your career right now. And right now, I think Zeke like seventh, Aaron Jones like eighth. They right there, you know what I'm saying? Not too far behind. You're not going to lose on fantasy if you get one of them guys who's still winning. For sure. And I think last year as well, I think uh, Cowboys fans saw some good production from Tony Pollard as well. He's a quality yeah. uh, handcuff running back coming towards the end of the season. All right. I'll so jump in real quick. Go ahead, did, go ahead, Paul. Did not reach a thousand, six touchdowns, six fumbles. 
There you go. See, you know what I'm saying? Production down a little bit, then you might slide just a little bit, man. Zeke's still my dog, man. He's still my dog, and, and he's still top 10 for sure. Big year this year. He got that O-line back, man. Have a big year this year. He'll be right back in that top six easy. For sure. Uh, some of the most fun, uh, one of the more fun gestures in the NFL is his feed me gesture after the first down. Is one of the best uh, mm. plays to the crowd in the league, for sure. Uh, we're going to talk about some guys who who might make the cut next year. But before we do that, I did want to take some time to isolate Cam Akers. He's yeah. the new number one now for the LA Rams. Uh, you were there, obviously, when Todd Gurley was there. What, what do you think Cam Akers can be in this Sean uh, McVay offense? And, and what do you, would you like to see from him this upcoming season? To be honest, Harrison, as long as they lightweight, talented in that Sean McVay offense, man, they're going to be all right. Just because the tempo he go with, the scheme, he going to create you lanes, man. He going to put O-linemen who know how to get their job done. It's going to be lanes there. But, you know, I guess you turn them 10-yard runs to big plays. That's where the Cam Akers and the Todd Gurley's come in. So I think he's going to be just fine, man. He's going to be a running back for the Rams, starting running back for the Rams for the next couple years and, and until them injuries started to catch up with him. So. I like him there. I like him there. He got the perfect running style for this offense. A couple other guys that I keep uh, mentioning to us before the show that have a chance to join the top six next season, Najee Harris and Travis Etienne. We got to see what they do. Etienne uh, with the Jaguars and Najee Harris with the Pittsburgh Steelers and uh, probably their running back for the future there after James Conner is no longer there now with the Arizona Cardinals. We got to get out of here. But before we do that, Akeem, tonight or rather yet, yeah, Tuesday night, we're taping this on Tuesday, release Wednesday. Starts the NBA Finals. Give me a quick prediction. Phoenix Suns and Milwaukee Bucks. Suns in six. There we go. Oh, uh, two series. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not going to put a prediction on it because I don't know what's going to happen with Giannis, uh, if he's going to play or not. But listen, I just hope that we can get a finals with no injuries. I hope Giannis Man. comes back and we can. It's, it's been crazy this season for sure. I don't know if Giannis coming back. That that hyper extension looked bad, man. So I don't know. We'll see, man. Suns yeah, in six. There we go. I, I if I had to pick one, I'd go with that too. We'll see how it plays out in the next couple of weeks. All right, guys. I was called to the booth. I'm Harrison Sanford. That's a key to lead. Pick six series next week. Coming back with pass rushers. Tune in.